Welcome to the C12 Podcast. C12 is a college and young adult ministry where 20-somethings at 12 Stone Church gather on Thursday nights. We hope you are encouraged and guided by today's message. What's up, C12? You guys doing good tonight? <laughs> Had to see if we're on. Uh, man, come on, you guys can do way better than that. I mean, come on, how's C12 doing tonight? You guys doing good? That's what I love to hear. That's what I love to hear. Uh, hey, I'm super excited to be here uh, tonight. Uh, we've been in a, a series uh, called C12 Summer, where we're going after the uh, 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 theme of biblical knowledge. And uh, this week, we're actually taking a pause on that as we kind of shift into a different conversation uh, tonight. But I just want to start off with a question. Uh, have you ever been in a spot where you feel like nothing that you're doing is working? Like, have you ever been in a spot like that? Uh, we feel like, hey, nothing I'm doing is working. Uh, nothing that I'm uh, doing at work is working. Maybe you're working on a project that's not working. Uh, you feel like you're, uh, you're doing something, you're trying to fix something at home, it's not working. Uh, have you ever had a moment like that? You're like, hey, I, I'm trying to do something, it's not working. And how many of you get more agitated? Like, come on. You, <laughs> I saw more hands when I said agitated. You're like, I don't get mad. No, I get mad. I get mad. <laughs> you get more agitated as time goes on. And, uh, and this is, you know, happened a couple years ago. Uh, I was, you know, sitting on my computer and, and it's just something just frustrates me when technology doesn't work. You know what I mean? Like when technology, like it, it's great when it works in your favor. And then all of a sudden the moment that it doesn't work, now you just not, not like bothers you. Now you're aggravated and there's something that you're trying to actually get done. You're trying to like do something at work, trying to send an email, you're trying to send a text and you can't do it because now the thing is just not working. And there was at one point where it actually started to freeze up. Have you ever had that where it sounds like your, your computer is literally about to take off? Like it sounds like a plane, sounds like a jet. It's like, kind of looks like this room right now, you know, it's just like a, just it's hazy. The computer's hazy, it's slow. And it got to the point where I just got so mad that out of nowhere, I just sort of like punched my computer. Some of you like in the room for the first time tonight, you're like, man, he's got anger problems. This pastor. I got so mad that I ended up punching my computer and then I had a, just a nice old little crack just right down the middle and it's made everything all like purple and, and frizzy and then everything you're trying to do, you can't do anymore. Why? Because it's broken. <laughs> so now people are trying to talk to you and like it just shows up and like there's like morphed letters and I'm like, what's happening? Like what? Like what? Why, why is it? Why is it so? Why is it so distorted? <laughs> I mean, it's not working because I got more agitated. I got more frustrated it's, it's not working, and so now it's being just more dismantling, and it, I just hate the fact that it's not working, and so it's not working. I just actually made it more broken, and when, when something's not working, it usually kind of leads to, to two things. It points at two things. Either A, there's, there's brokenness in the process, or there's brokenness inside of me. There's, there's brokenness in, in the process, or maybe there's brokenness inside of me, and, and tonight we're taking a pause on the C12 Summer Series. We're actually shifting the conversation. We're shifting it to, what do I do when I feel broken? And maybe you're in here tonight and you're like, woof, like that's, that's heavy. Like that, that's a lot. Maybe you're in here tonight and you find yourself in a, in a broken season. Maybe there's brokenness inside your character. There's brokenness inside family. There's brokenness inside your relationships. Maybe you're currently in the aftermath of your brokenness and you're asking, well, God, now what? What do I do now? And I'll be honest, this was not the original teaching that we were going to go over tonight. And we're actually going to stay in our C12 summer theme and go over the, 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 the theme of biblical knowledge. And tonight was originally going to be in a different lane. And then you just had a, had a prompt. And, and God just put heart on my heart a different direction. And don't you hate it when you got like, I had a plan. I like, God, I have the thing. Like, just listen to me. Like, I, I know what I'm doing, right? Nobody? Okay. Um, 
Apparently you guys just have a great relationship with God. Uh, if you do, great. You don't even need to be here. Awesome. <laughs> but maybe tonight, hey, God has something in store for you. Around this week, I just felt a, a prompt and I just wanted to honor that. And so tonight we're going after the theme of what does it look like? Of what do I do when I feel broken? If you're taking notes, you can write that down. You can uh, type that on your phone. If you're taking notes, hey, what do I do when I feel broken? And I want to answer two questions tonight of one, what do I do when things around me feel broken? <laughs> what do I do when things around me feel broken? And then I want to answer the second question of what do I do when I am broken? When it feels like nothing's working. <laughs> when it feels like nothing is working. <laughs> wow, that scared me so bad. <laughs> if you listen to the podcast later, we give no idea what just happened up on stage. Are we switching to this one? We should go handheld. Hey, can we get it for Camilo? Come on, being a trooper. When it feels like nothing's working. <laughs> there we go. You guys hear me? Yeah. All right. You guys ready to go after it? Yeah. Come on, let's do this. <laughs> when it feels like nothing's working. How, <laughs> what a coincidence that was. This is what it feels like. It feels like the mic's not working. <laughs> feels like every method you try doesn't work. <laughs> you believe like nothing is going to work out for me. You start second guessing whether you're really cut out for this. It feels like there's no way out. It feels like the, the season that you're in, it's, it's going to have no end. It feels like everything is just harder. When it feels like nothing is working, you feel like God is against you. You feel like you're just always the person who has bad luck. Has anyone ever told you? And then they're like, man, you, just, you never catch a break. It always feels like you got bad luck. <laughs> it always feels like there's some bad juju cloud above you and, and your car always breaks down. Your phone always works. Someone's raising their hand right there. You're like, that's me. <laughs> And maybe that's the season when, when, when nothing feels like it's working. Sometimes it's just, it's easy and maybe it's more helpful to identify what it actually feels like. Because when you know when the, when, when it, what, it, what it feels like, then you can now point out some common mistakes of what it feels like when it's not working. And some common mistakes when, when things are not working around us, when, when things feel broken around me, you start to think that everything's your fault. You start troubleshooting spiritually. You start just trying to go back to the drawing board. Well, maybe if I just had more faith, then this wouldn't happen. Maybe if I was a better follower of Jesus, then maybe this, I wouldn't be in the shoes that I'm in. The common mistake is that you start to wish that you were anywhere else but here. You desert God because you feel like you're a constant disappointment to him. So what do I do when nothing feels like it's working? When nothing feels like it's working? The first thing, if you're taking notes, stay calm. Might be in here like, that's not very profound. <laughs> I know, but it's practical. Stay calm. Resist the urge to panic or to pull your hair out or to fight someone or to punch your computer or to make impulsive decisions to get, to get you out of what you're currently in. Just breathe. Relax. I want us to all take a second right now. Breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth. That was a great one. <laughs> we had an ah, spiritual ah down the front row. <laughs> Just take a deep breath in and breathe out. Over the last couple of months, I've been going to this new gym where they do cross training and MMA workouts. And they, one of the things that my, my coach is always trying to work, with, work on me with is my breathing. It sounds weird, but he's always trying to work on my breathing. And inside the workout, I, I, just, I love doing workouts that are high intensity and fast paced and go, go, go. And they're extreme. And I, just, I love to do more of the intense workouts. And he always says in every single workout, he looks at me and he goes, breathe, my guy breathe, my guy. And I get so agitated in the workout. I'm like, don't tell me what to do. You breathe. Yeah. 
I'm like, I, I do pay you for this. I do. I, I, that's why I'm here. <laughs> How many, you know, you grew up going in, uh, in high school, you did all these extreme workouts. Uh, and then you, now that I'm talking about it, you're like, oh my gosh, PTSD from high school. Like you like climbed a mountain or some leadership lesson on top. And you're like, dude, I'm just like a backup kicker. Like, I don't need to do this. Like, I don't, I'm not playing some extreme role. Uh, and I just, I love that. I love those type of, of, of workouts. And the one thing he'd always say is that you'd be surprised how much gas you have left in your tank if you learned how to breathe. If you just learned how to breathe, learn how to breathe, learn how to stay calm. Maybe the other, another way to say stay calm is uh, don't, don't succumb to the chicken little <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> that really got somebody. Huh? <laughs> Maybe you got chicken little syndrome. Everyone see the movie Chicken Little? You know, he freaks out. Acorn hits his head. And now the whole town's losing it. Fire trucks are everywhere. The cars are crashing into each other. People are panicking. People are rushing. People are freaking out. And then they, they get together on this tree and they're like, what happened? Well, acorn fell on my head. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't take acorn problems and we turn them into the skies of falling world. When it feels like nothing is working, there's a temptation to panic, to get frustrated and to freak out and thinking that you're done. But I think Paul's words has a great reminder for us. It's a common verse. It's a popular verse. But maybe God could shift something where you see something differently inside this. In Philippians 4, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. (laughs) If you're taking notes, if you're following along, go ahead and circle in every situation, in every situation, when it feels like nothing's working in every situation by prayer and petition, Present your request to God. When it feels like you've given everything you've got, when it feels like God feels like he's against you, when it feels like everything is harder than it used to be, when it feels like there's no way out, when it feels like God can't restore those broken relationships, when it feels like the weight of the world is against you, in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And literally, as I'm just sitting in this, this teaching, God even just reminded me of that this morning. This morning, I was at an early morning meeting at Waffle House because I hate my stomach. And uh, we, um, after, you know, I met at Waffle House, it's like pouring down rain. How many, how many of you, like, were caught in the rain this morning? It was just like, out of nowhere, power went out. And you're like, what's happening? Like, this is Georgia weather. It's like sunny, and then all of a sudden, it's like a tsunami. And you're like, did I not watch the news? Is there a new hurricane? Like, what's, like, I don't know what's, like, happening around me. And this morning, I all of a sudden just started flooding out of nowhere. And I'm sitting in the parking lot, my, my car battery died. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is, this is the last thing. This is the last thing I want. This is the last thing I want. I had this moment where I'm like, you know, it always rains. It always rains at the worst times. It always rains on a Thursday. <laughs> Some of you laugh because you know that's true. <laughs> it, could, it, always, it always rains every single time when I'm in the worst possible moment. Now we're just sitting out in the rain. You know that when it's raining so hard that you're like, I might as well jump in a shower. Like, what, what was the point? Like, why didn't you put on clothes? Uh, well, for a lot of reasons that you do put on clothes. <laughs> but I was sitting in, in the moment and, and God reminded me of this picture. The last time it was just a weird picture of how God reminded me the last time that I had fun being out in the rain. 
It was when I was in Sioux Falls a couple years ago, and I remember just hanging out with my friends, and it was the same kind of weather, just downpouring rain. There was lightning. There was thunder. And we had this moment where the house that we lived in, we'd run across the street, and we'd touch the thing, and we'd come back. And it was like one of those like kind of like warning, like warning, like weather type things, like don't be outside. And we're like the dummies that are running across the street, you know. Uh, <laughs> we're the ones that are from Chicken Little probably causing accidents. And like we're, we're the ones running back and forth. And, and I had so much fun doing that. And, and, and something inside of today God just brought me back to that last moment, the last time that I was outside, and it's one of the similar moments, and it downpoured. I had fun then, and God reminded me today, hey, what happened? What happened to your perspective? What changed? Why'd you panic? Stay calm. Second thing, don't try to reboot. Don't try to reboot. Here's what I mean. You feel like something is wrong, so you start to spiritually, you start, start, start spiritually troubleshooting. You feel like you have to do something different because what you're doing isn't working. Like, I've tried praying. It's not working, so I'm going to try something else. I tried coming to C12, and I tried being inside the, inside the service. And I tried worshiping, and it's not working. i got to do something else. I tried, I tried fasting. I tried drawing more near to God, and it's not working. i got to do something else. See, when we're not patient on God's timing, then we, we're so tempted to do it on our own. And we're tempted to do it our own way. Let me just put out an illustration this way. How many guys uh, love fall? Fall. Where are my fall lovers at in the room? Wow, we got a lot of fall people. Okay. Uh, I want you to list out some of your favorite things about fall. Let's go. Football. Okay. I heard something season. Marathon season. Okay. Fall lovers, where are you at? Fall, fall, fall lovers, where are you at? Raise your hand, raise your hand. What's, what's like one thing you love about fall? The what? The leaves, okay. I wrote a PSL. It's not for me, it's somebody else. Um, what, what else? Yeah. The what? The fits, the fall fits, the flannel, the beanie, the Timberland. Yeah, there we go. Okay, the fall fits. How many are looking up right now? You look up your fall fits. Like you're now you're like now you're on Instagram. You're like, I gotta find a fall fit this summer. What a fall, yeah. The what? Hoodie, hoodie season. Okay. All right, let's do one more. One more. The what? Thanksgiving. Oh, how did we miss that one? Wow. Y'all need to be thankful. She got it. We didn't, you know. All right. Winter. Where are my winter lovers at? The mighty five of you. <laughs> Christmas. There we go. Christmas. What else? What else do you love? Snow. Snow. You. Okay. L- listen. Listen. We're going to take a pause in this teaching. We're going to talk about snow in Georgia. You love, the sl- like, you love the snow. It snows this much, you know. Then we love being outside. And make a, I'm making my snow angel. <laughs> And then two hours later, it melts. It's like not even there. You want snow, you go to Canada. You won't come back. You'll probably freeze to death. All right, another one. Snowboarding season. <laughs> Where? Where do you snowboard? <laughs> Where in Georgia? Oh, okay. Stone Mountain? What are you? <laughs> I don't kind of board you got it. <laughs> what else? What else about winter? Burning wood. Just burning it. Just uh... all right. Just burning wood. 
We got a hot chocolate. There we go. Yeah, that deserves some amens. All right, let's do uh, summer. Where are my summer lovers at? Summer lovers are always just, they're way more like, man, we're out there. We love the beach. Let's do another. Summer lovers, where are you at? Yeah, Holly, what's, what's one thing you love about summer? Warm? Just warm. Just warm. <laughs> I heard beach. All right, let's do another one. Something immediately. Traveling. I... Here's, here's the dangerous thing about when we do illustrations like this. I never hear correctly the first time, and I thought you said crab legs immediately, and I was like, I am not, not writing that on there. Crab legs, okay. Just for Stephen, I'm writing crab legs. <laughs> All right, let's do a couple more. The two more for summer. Barbecue. Barbecue, ooh. Fireworks. Fireworks, there we go, 4th of July. Rainbow, there we go. All right, what am I missing? Spring. Where are my spring lovers at? All right, what do you love about spring? Great. You got one little column, so it's not a lot about spring. (laughs) He really said pollen. I mean, (laughs) some of you got allergies, and you're like, you're not, I'm not okay with that. This is why I hate spring. (laughs) Let's let's write a legitimate reason why we love spring up here. Flowers. Gardening. Wow. We got, we got gardeners in here. We got gardening. What else? What else about spring? Easter. Easter. Or what else? What else about spring? Let's do two more. Rain. Just rain. Okay. Just, just rain. What else? One more. One more about spring. Weather. Just gonna write colors and weather, sure, you know. How many look at that list and you're like, yep, I identify with one of those seasons, like one of those seasons is my favorite season. <laughs> when you start thinking through, like, hey, when it's fall time, man, I love watching some UGA. Man, I love watching the dogs, you know, I love watching them see them win a national championship or lose to Alabama. Let's move on. Uh, maybe marathon, maybe that's your thing. Maybe, you know, maybe it's a pumpkin spice latte in the fall. Uh, Nobody else? Okay. Uh, maybe it's your fall fits. Maybe the winter, man, you love Christmas. You can't wait till you get gifts. You can't wait until, man, someone, you just get that one gift you've been waiting for. Maybe it's the, the one centimeter of snow that we get in Georgia every year. <laughs> maybe you just love burning wood. <laughs> it's summer. <laughs> you just love the fact that it's warm, the beach, traveling, crab legs. There you go, Stephen. See, this is what you you picture your favorite season to be one thing. You picture your favorite season to look a certain way. You picture your favorite season to be, hey, if I have these things in this season, it makes my season complete. If, If fall looks like this, I think we're doing good. If summer has traveling and the beach and warm weather, then I think we're doing good. And these are all the reasons why you love your favorite season. But what happens when the things of your favorite season don't ever become true? The things in the, in, the, in the season of life that you love the most, the things that you can't wait to happen, what if they don't become true? What happens when the expectations or the highlights of why you love the season doesn't happen? What do you do when it's not working and it's not going the way that you want it to? Look at 
the life of Jesus in the way it doesn't end the way the disciples maybe thought it would. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said. What the disciples are doing is, hey, no, 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 no. This is not what we pictured. Like the season of life they're about to enter, you, Jesus, you came here. So that way you'd establish a new kingdom. The kingdom's not looking like the way that they thought that it would. And what Jesus says, he says, get behind me. Or he says, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. (laughs) See, this isn't exactly the play that Jesus drew up. It was the Father's will, not his. That's why he said in his last moments, said, Father, if this, take this cup from me. If you will, take this cup, not my will, but yours be done. You can imagine the disciples, this isn't going the way that they wanted to. This is not what they had in mind. This is not the, this is not the way that they drew it up. And how come what we have in mind doesn't, doesn't work? What about the things that we have? What about the expectations that we're bringing? And when you haven't figured out, maybe in this season personally, the calling that God's put on your life, it's super frustrating. You feel like you're far behind. You feel like, hey, this season in my life, it's not looking the way that I want it to. When you haven't figured out your calling and it's super frustrating, don't reboot. (laughs) When you aren't dating and you feel like you'll never get married, don't reboot. When you're struggling to find your purpose and you feel like God has given up on you, don't reboot. When you're lacking discernment and wisdom and you're frustrated because you have no idea what decision to make, don't don't reboot. You don't get the journey that you want. You give the journey that God has for you. You don't get the journey you want. You get the journey God wants you to have. Don't reboot. Stay on God's journey. Stay on his path. Number three, I'm going to keep moving along. Run the same play. Here's what I'm not saying. I'm not just saying keep doing the same bad habits. I'm not just saying, oh, yeah, just run the same play. Keep living outside God's will and expect different results. I'm not saying just do life your own way or just lean on your own understanding. Run the same play means long obedience in the same direction. Run the same play just means long obedience in the same direction. In every season, God requires one thing, and that's obedience. It's the one thing about Christianity and following Jesus that there's going to be moments where it feels dry, it feels mundane, it feels boring. You feel like in seasons like where you're broken, I have to reboot, I have to try something different. Maybe there's more methods. In a generation where we're looking for faster methods or more efficient things, maybe something more experientially pleasing, God brings us back to the main thing, and that's obedience. Long obedience in the same direction. It's not flashy. It's not trendy. It might not be innovating. But we don't need something new. We just need to run the same play, which is long obedience in the same direction. So what do I do when nothing feels like it's working? One, stay calm. Two, don't try to reboot. And three, run the same play. But what do you do when, when you feel broken? Not when just when things around you feel like they're broken, but what do you do when you personally feel like you're broken? Well, this is what it feels like. Maybe it feels like for you, if you could put words to it to describe the season, maybe it feels like God has left the building. Maybe it feels like everything is over. 
that you're done for. You feel spiritually dead and emotionally numb. You, you forget what it means to have joy. You, 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 all you feel is pain and regret and shame. Everything to you in this season when you feel broken just feels pointless and indifferent. And when you feel that type of way, some common mistakes that you start, you start comparing yourself to who you used to be. You start looking back at, well, man, I followed Jesus a whole lot better in high school than I do right now. You start thinking that previous seasons were better than the current one. You start looking at the way that God used to speak to you. You start comparing it to the way God used to do things. You start comparing it to the way God used to reveal himself. And you throw in the towel on prayer because you got nothing left to give. You feel like your faith is broken beyond recovery. And so you do what's spiritually illegal and you give up on God. So what do I do when I feel broken? Let's get into the practicals. One, don't rely on yourself. Don't rely on yourself. How many do-it-yourself people do we have in the room? <laughs> oh, this point's going to be uncomfortable. I know. Some of you are do-it-yourself people. You, you know, you're like, nope. <laughs> when people ask for help, you're like, I'm good. I got it. <laughs> when people ask you to, to help move, you're like, nope. I'm going to shove all that stuff in my car. Like, I'm doing it by myself. <laughs> Bringing the groceries in your house. And you're like, you're that person who's like, man, I want to like, bring like 80 bags of groceries. Like, you ever do that? Come on. You know that. You know that as a kid. You tried that. You know, and your mom told you to come and bring in the groceries. And I had like 50 bags on one arm. I'm just, that was actually in a dream. It didn't happen because I'm not that strong. But maybe people ask you what you can help with, but you just have to do it yourself. You, you try to do it on your own, and you don't want to be a burden to other people, so you just do it yourself. People invite you to go to the next hangout and the next social event, but it's, it's too draining for you so, you, so you skip out. Maybe you just need people to be real with, but you just feel like all your problems with too much weight for somebody else. When you have the do-it-yourself mentality, see, sometimes I struggle with the do-it-yourself mentality. Well, I'm just going to do it on my own. When I feel broken, you're more tempted to go more inward. When you're broken, you're more tempted to do it on your own. When you're broken, you're more tempted to try and see how much you can do without God. But when you're broken, you can't rely on yourself. Look what it says in John 15, 5. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Let's all say this last part together. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And God really reinstated that this past week in my own soul, in my own spirit. In my prayer time, God brought me back to that verse again. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And maybe you feel broken because you're far from God. And the longer and farther away from Jesus you are, the more detached and broken that you feel. Listen, if it feels like a dry season, if it feels like a broken season, if you feel like you've been far from God, I'm telling you, you're always going to feel broken and lost and detached if you're always far from him. You can't do it by yourself. Your passion is not a long-term resource. Your own faith can be broken. Your strength is never enough. Your capacity has limits. Your emotional energy is not infinite. You can't do it on your own. And in our culture, we love to, to kind of champion and celebrate the people who, who've done it all by themselves. The mom who's got eight kids and she did everything on her own. The person who built this company from the ground up and they did it all by themselves. The person who, who, who had this innovative project in the garage and they did it all by themselves. We love to celebrate. Our culture loves to celebrate it. But in the kingdom, it usually leads to pride or burnout. In the kingdom, it usually leads to pride or burnout. 
You can't do everything on your own. God never designed you to rely on yourself because you do not have an infinite resource. You are not infinite. You can't do everything on your own. Look at what it says in Psalm 31. Be merciful to me, Lord, for I am in distress. My eyes grow weak with sorrow, my soul and my body with grief. My life is consumed by anguish and my years by groaning. My strength fails because of my affliction and my bones grow weak. (laughs) It's a psalm of just like, I'm weak. I cannot rely on myself. I'm coming to God because I, I, I can't do it on my own. My life is consumed by anguish and my years by groaning. Here's, here's the point. We cannot do it on our own. Second thing, let go of false identities. <laughs> let go of false identities. Letting go of the things that are not true of you and letting go of the things that are not true about God. What things have you clung to that are not true that you continue to believe? <laughs> Just sit in that question for a second. What things have you clung to that are not true that you continue to believe? If you're honest, maybe you still believe that you're not worth it. Maybe you're in this room and you believe that God will never use you. You believe that you're not good enough. You started to put your worth in other things to have a sense of love, joy, and peace. And because you don't get a sense of love, joy, and peace from God, you start to look for that in relationships. You start to look for it inside pornography. You start to look for it inside your job. You struggle with people-pleasing and performing and and earning your way to God. You get caught up in striving and working harder because you feel like God is disappointed in you. You don't pray because you don't think God would want to hear you. Let go of the false identities. When you let go of the false identities, you can cling to the true identity that's found in Jesus. Because it's actually your brokenness that qualifies you. If you're not broken, Jesus will have nothing to offer you. The third thing, worship without emotion. If you're taking notes, third thing, worship without emotion. And here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying just worship like a robot. (laughs) I'm not saying come into C12 and be like, well, Alex said, worship without emotion. So (laughs) we're all just going to stare and look like robots. (laughs) I'm not asking. this, This is not what I'm saying. I'm not saying be stoic or be plain, or boring, or just, you know, some some robot. (laughs) I'm saying when you're broken, you usually don't have emotion inside of worship. And in those refining and broken seasons, God does not want to let your passion and your emotions become your idol. That inside broken seasons, what God is actually refining is not an emotion. He's refining a theological fact. That when we worship without emotion, we're not worshiping and we come into C12 and we worship because it makes us feel better, but we worship because God's worthy. Come on, we we can celebrate that. We don't worship for us to just have some dopamine effect for maybe our life's problems just to go away for a second. We worship because God is just so worthy of it and he deserves it. When you, when, when, you, when you feel like you're broken, you worship without emotion. You worship God for who he is, not who you are. The point was never about you. It's always about him. Look at what it says. Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things, such your youth is renewed like the eagles. 
My soul will not forget all his benefits. No matter what season of life you're in, no matter how broken you are, no matter how far you feel from God, no matter how detached you feel like you're removed from him, you worship God, you worship without emotion. The last thing, let your brokenness be an offering. Let your brokenness be an offering. A couple years ago, when I was at a different church out in South Dakota, there was a moment where I was just walking through some brokenness. I was learning how to lead while you bleed, and there was things from all the way dating back to high school of just constant sin struggle, and a pattern in my life was in a, this addiction inside pornography. I kept it hidden for, for years. I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell friends. I was too ashamed I never felt like God would ever find me worthy. I, I, I felt in, in, in bondage to the, the, the sin that just so entrapped me. And I had a moment where I just came before people and we just, they asked the hard questions of what you're working through, what you're struggling with. And early on in ministry, about four years ago, there's a moment I actually came across this verse in Psalm 51. It says, create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. You, O God, will not despise. (laughs) Create in me a pure heart. As the band's up here, we're just going to enter into that last song, gratitude. And maybe you're in a season of your life where you're like, man, I'm, I'm broken. There's a lot happening at home. There's a lot of brokenness in my family. And I need to take a second. I need to step in the presence of God. Maybe for you, there's brokenness in your character. There's brokenness inside of you. And hey, we got a prayer team up front as we're about to head into worship. And they just love to pray over you. They love to pray with you. I know we have moments like this and we have moments where, hey, a prayer team's up front and there's, we do the thing every week where, hey, we just step into a time of worship and maybe for you tonight, you just have to, you have to get honest. <laughs> you have to get honest about your brokenness. Maybe there's sin that just constantly makes you broken and you don't feel like you'll ever be able to be free from it. Maybe there's brokenness inside relationships Maybe past dating relationships that didn't work, past friendships that just kind of went and they, they didn't work out. Maybe for you tonight, there's just brokenness inside your character. Maybe for you, you feel broken. You feel the farthest from God that you've ever been. And maybe your prayer tonight is praying exactly what David had prayed. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Maybe God just needs to create in you a pure heart. Maybe God has to create in you a spirit that is steadfast. 
Maybe God has to renew something in your heart and in your life tonight. Maybe you've been distant, you've drifted, you've been far from God, you've been apathetic, you found yourself broken, you found yourself trying to reboot, you found yourself trying to just go back to the drawing board and I feel like something's wrong. I feel like God's not there. I don't feel like he's here. But hey, in a second, we're gonna to continue to worship. And maybe the challenge for you is not, to, is, is not just to worship based on the season that you're in, but it's actually to worship without emotion. That maybe God wants you to let go of the false identities. He wants you to let go of the idols of emotion and passion that you would worship God because he is good and we can give him gratitude because he deserves it and he's worthy of it. And at the end of the day, God is who he says that he is and he is on the throne. It doesn't matter what season or how far you are from him, that he is still good and he is a perfect and loving father and he is in every season and every step of your life. That is the goodness of God. That is the truth of God. So I'm just gonna ask you to stand in this room and we're gonna sing out that song, Gratitude, again and maybe to be, to shift something in you tonight, maybe you have to, I just have to learn how to be grateful I have to learn what it means to be grateful. Maybe tonight you just have to let go of, of your rights of control and you just have to let gratitude own you. Let go of the right to control every season, to control every outcome, to control every situation. And maybe you're sitting in here and you're like, dude, I, this is the broken, this is the most broken I've ever been. This is the most apathetic I've ever been. This is the farthest from God that I've ever been. We don't just have a prayer team for the sake of having one, but we're a family. And we're a family that loves to pray over you and loves to pray with you. And maybe for you tonight, that's you. So let me pray before we jump into worship. God, we just ask, Father, that you, that you, God, would be in the room. God, you're already here. You're already working. You're already moving. And God, I just pray, God, for anyone, Father, who just feels a sense of brokenness in their heart, God, who maybe feels detached from you, who feels like they're unworthy of your love, God, who feels like they're, they're the farthest from you that they've ever been, God, who feels like they need to just try something new, they need to reboot, there's something wrong in this season. God, I pray that you would remind them tonight of long obedience in the same direction and that, God, we can give you our brokenness as an offering. God, I pray specifically for those, God, who have brokenness in their family. It's just full of dysfunction and, and chaos. And God, I pray for those who have brokenness and, and character. And it hasn't become apparent to them until this moment that God, maybe there, there is something broken and God, we can bring our brokenness to you. So God, we just lay this before you. God, we ask that over the next five, 10 minutes, God, would you come? God, would you move in this room? God, would you shift our heart to be grateful? Would you shift our heart, God, to no matter what season, God, we can bring, and God, we can give you our worship. And we pray this in your name. And everybody said, amen. Come on, C12, let's worship well. Thank you for listening to the C12 podcast today. To stay connected with C12, make sure to follow us on Instagram at c 12 Stuff. One of the best ways to get connected with others and grow in your relationship with God is jumping into a small group. To sign up for small groups, go to 12stone.com slash small groups and search college. We hope to see you next week.